Hello, and welcome to our podcast called the Virtual CISO Chronicles. In this podcast, I will interview a virtual CISO to talk about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a software platform exclusively for virtual CISOs. A VCISO is a cybersecurity professional who consults with companies to build cybersecurity programs. To tell you a little bit more about me, I have over 22 years of experience as a startup lawyer, and I like to think of myself as an advocate, especially in the fields of data privacy and cybersecurity. But I also grew up in an entrepreneurial home, and I absolutely love listening to people's stories. So I started this podcast to feature those people who are working hard in cybersecurity to make the world a better place. Today, our guest is Jacob Edeji. Jacob, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So to get started, uh, you know, my usual start question is please give us your background, where you started, and if you can maybe weave in something that is a little non-security related, that would be great too. Oh, thank you. Um, I um, started in uh, the late um, 90s, um, around um, uh, 96, 97. Um, uh, of course, like everyone else that have been in the feed for um, so long, uh, probably you started as uh, an administrator. Uh, for those who still remember Windows 95 and the floppy disks. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, So as I started, uh, we went through the old uh, Windows and, and so forth. Uh, but I, I did not become a, a CISO at my starting point. I started from uh, an administrator uh, and so forth and become engineer an architect and, and, and today uh, where I am. Um, and over the years, I've worked with uh, multiple organizations around the world, uh, both in the private sector and in the public sectors uh, as well. Um, one thing that um, I, I do beside uh, being in cybersecurity, of course, I love soccer. I play soccer. Um, um, I uh, sometimes play tennis with my uh, uh, 16 years old. As I introduce myself, I'm a father. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, I'm a husband. Uh, so these things uh, keep me grounded. Um, why I uh, pursue my um, cybersecurity um, uh, uh, practice, because I call myself a practitioner. Uh, in cybersecurity, there's no graduation. Uh, it's a continuous learning. So, um, of course, um, I'm originally from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in the state for more than um, uh, 17 years. Um, uh, based in Texas uh, as well. Uh, but um, that is where I started from uh, and uh, worked my way to uh, doing what uh, I do today as uh, uh, a feed CISO with ePanzer. Awesome. So a few questions for you based on just your background. First of all, the most important question, what position do you like to play in soccer? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I got that question. Can you repeat it again, please? <laughs> what position you like to play when you're playing soccer? Oh, good. Yes. I think <laughs> I can play nine. Uh, I like scoring goals. Okay. Uh, so, um, of course, my friends might not agree, but I play, I play uh, <laughs> uh, nine. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. So for our audience who may not know what it means to start out as an administrator, can you discuss or, or describe that job a little bit more? Uh Yes. So, of course, um, I mentioned Windows 95. Obviously, I started as a system administrator in the window environment. So what an administrator does, uh, they uh, manage uh, Windows uh, platform, mm-hmm. uh, manage uh, desktop, manage uh, servers, 
they are responsible in ensuring that the operating system on your either laptop or your servers are running. Uh, sometimes um, they have knowledge about networking, so they can uh, manage all the system within an enterprise. Uh, either you have a software issue on your personal machine, or you have a software issue on a server, a system administrator uh, should be able to uh, help you either resolve a known issue or install a new software, or also um, help you uh, when it comes to uh, network connectivity. Uh, but that was uh, my responsibility, and that is the uh, majority of the responsibility of a, a typical um, system administrator in an enterprise uh, today. Yeah, yeah. And and then you you went and worked for some some pretty big companies. I mean, Cisco, Verizon, I can see a few That's others. Correct. But you said you switched to engineering. Was it security engineering, or did you go into a different type of engineering before you became a security engineer? Um, I did networking. So um, after major, I became a network engineer, uh, a junior one. After junior, I become uh, a senior network um, engineer. And um, um, back then, we didn't have in, any specific domain of cybersecurity as we have it today. Uh, there was information security. Um, there was uh, network security. Um, but uh, as, as an engineer, you do uh, security responsibility as well. Uh, meaning you are responsible for switches, routers, including the file. So you do everything. But at least in the last 15 or so, uh, we start separating the roles. So we have dedicated folks that are in cyber. Uh, uh, specifically back then, it was information security. Hmm. Uh, for those who, uh, who have been old time, uh, we all remember um, Sean Harris, uh, who speak about information security in the early 2000s. Uh, may I so rest in peace. But... Uh, that is the uh, main security uh, uh, discussion. Uh, so after uh, becoming an engineer, I became uh, uh, an architect. And an architect, I, I progressed to become senior architect, and, and today uh, I feel CISO. And so when did you, you said you work, you've worked in security and cyber, specifically, um, in the private and the public sector. When did you start getting experience on the public sector side? Yeah, so the public sector, um, I would say about... Uh, 12 years ago, uh, where I started um, uh, working with the public sector. Mm -hmm. Of course, through Cisco, when I was at Cisco, um, okay. I was an architect. So most of our customers in the public sector, um, I was uh, the Cisco architect that worked with uh, these customers based on uh, their respective missions. Unlike the private sector, whether it's a uh, uh, business uh, outcome or, or strategy, but in the public, we focus on mission and how um, to uh, improve our society and the world at large. So about 12 years ago is uh, when I started uh, public sector um, work. And so for, for someone who's listening, who's thinking about going either to the private side or the public side, would you give them any advice on how to make that decision? Well, um, that's a hard one uh, because <laughs> uh, both uh, provide their respective um, uh, benefits. Uh, for me, I didn't choose. I just, I just as part of uh, my role and uh, opportunity, uh, I, I now um, find myself uh, working with uh, the um, um, public sector. But generally, those that you will see in the public sector as it relates to technology and, and, and uh, cybersecurity are those who have some kind of military background uh, mm -hmm. because those are the folks that go into uh, uh, the public uh, sector uh, to be able to do cybersecurity. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, I don't know if there's a clear uh, a cost to make that choice. 
But today, the way cybersecurity is, uh, if um, you uh, are interested in, in, in humanity and society, I think um, helping with that, you, you find that in the, in the public sector. Because most of uh, the things that you do in the public sector are primarily uh, things that improve society at large. Mm. And if you're interested in doing that, then um, that would be uh, the route. Not just uh, a financial gain, but you have that innate interest uh, to be able to help society and the various public sector. If you want to uh, work with uh, school districts, you'll be mm -hmm. helping uh, them with uh, their mission of providing education. Uh, so, uh, but those would be the, those, those would be the uh, drivers that will help with that decision from a public and private sector perspective. Yeah, I like that. It's it's a mission driven decision. is is makes a lot of sense. So, you've worked for quite a lot of um, you've worked for quite a long time in companies as an employee. What drove true. you to go to consulting? So I, I love um, I love um, helping people. Uh, I think one of my driver is um, I want to help as much possible, as much people as possible. Sorry, mm -hmm. and uh, consulting gave me the opportunity where I can uh, consult for multiple organizations and bring uh, an outside view. Of course, acknowledging what is what is and uh, bring an outside view. But the main driver uh, that drove me to consulting. Uh, one uh, is the uh, ability to provide solution for multiple organizations besides being in one organization. But of course, I have to get the experience to do that. Uh, you mm -hmm. cannot be a beginner and be a consultant. You need wealth of experiences uh, to uh, be able to uh, uh, consult for organization because at that point or at that level, you are um, expected to be an expert or a practitioner, somebody that does it every day. So you might have seen a lot. So when you get to organization that uh, you're consulting for to help them, uh, you should be able to provide solution uh, in no time. And uh, sometimes you might meet things that you don't know, but you should be able to research and, and, and provide value. So if the hope is to provide value, which I uh, call help, um, is your, is your uh, uh, objective, then consulting is a good uh, place so you can provide that value to multiple organizations. I'm not suggesting that if you're in a single organization, you can't provide value, but you can, you can still help. But that was my personal uh, uh, driver to have that broad knowledge and, and giving uh, uh, a solution to multiple organizations. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what type of business do you focus on helping with ePanzer? I know you said it in our video promo, but if you could repeat it for the podcast. Uh, yes. So ePanzer, we uh, focus on uh, both uh, the uh, private uh, sector as well as mm -hmm. uh, the public sector. Uh, one thing that we do that differentiates ePanzer is that uh, we focus on security. Uh, we don't do anything. Else. We do cybersecurity. And everything that we do in cybersecurity is based on outcomes and uh, is based on risks, risks based uh, security. So when we consult for either a small uh, organization or medium or Fortune 500, uh, what we do, we try to understand their business. And based on their business objective, uh, we can provide a commensurate cybersecurity capability that help them achieve those business objectives. So to answer your question, um, as long as your uh, uh, um, the solution that you're looking for is a cybersecurity related, if you're in the private or, or, or public sector, uh, we can um, uh, help uh, provide those solutions. And we have clients in both um, um, sectors. Uh, we have clients in um, 
private sector. We also have a, a client in the public sector uh, that we provide solutions uh, for, irrespective of their size. Uh, but the objective is making sure that wherever capabilities or solution that we're providing is solving their problem, because we are here to solve problems, uh, uh, cybersecurity problems specifically. So if, if 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 those are uh, uh, objectives matches with with our objectives, then uh, they are our clients automatically. And. I have to say that in terms of the virtual CISOs I've spoken to for this podcast, I have not run across that many who have represented both the private and the public sector. I'm curious, how are you going about finding that business, those customers, those clients in both? Because aren't those different sales processes? Yes, I'm glad you asked. Um, so it's um, relationship. Um, because I was at Cisco, I um, build a lot of relationship. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of partners. Uh, sometimes I'm not the only one that go out there for the hunting or, or doing um, the uh, selling. So those relationships that I've, I've built in the uh, public sectors is what is uh, giving me dividends. And also uh, referrals. When we do a great job in one, uh, in one um, agency, uh, that help us uh, as well because they talk. Uh, they are one and the same. They just have different uh, 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 mission. So, uh, from your question perspective, I think that is how we got into um, the uh, public sector as well as uh, the private sector. Of course, in the private sector, we do um, the traditional selling mm -hmm. because again, it's relationship uh, because people buy from people they trust and 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 they know. So primarily is relationship that get, that gives us uh, the ability to be able to sell inputs or uh, provide solution input uh, sectors. And how big is ePanzer? Excuse me? How big, how many employees do you have at ePanzer? Uh, today at ePanzer, we are still a small um, a growing um, um, organization. Uh, from our perspective, we have about 37 um, employees and we okay. use a lot of contractors. Uh, as well. Okay. Uh, so based on the uh, customer, we uh, match our, uh, our respective uh, contractors with um, the uh, specific project objectives. So employees about 37, why uh, the rest are all uh, contractors, high value okay. consultants. Oh, well, that raises a whole host of questions for me. Yes. The reason I asked about how big you were is because I was wondering, because you do represent private and public, do you dedicate your employees to, you know, either or, or do you hire? And now I will include those consultants. Do you bring in people who have the skill sets to handle, I, you know, either private or public? Or are you looking for people who, there's a certain set that help with the public clients, and there's a certain set that help with the private clients? Uh, majority of the time, based on the requirements, they are separate. So mm -hmm. we have consultants that are dedicated to private sectors, and we have consultants that are dedicated to public sector. Uh, sometimes the requirements is the one driving that. Mm -hmm. uh, a whole host of requirements um, when it either comes to public sector mm -hmm. uh, that you have to um, uh, follow. So uh, to that question, uh, requirement uh, is what is driving that uh, segregation of having uh, uh, employees or consultants that focus on private and uh, others in uh, towards the public sector. Okay, and then. In terms of having consultants who work with ePanzer, how do you, you know, 
I, I imagine the the idea behind working with these other cybersecurity consultants is you can sort of scale up or scale down depending on the client need. How do you do that? I mean, or how are you able to keep a consultant at the ready, you know, so to speak? <laughs> um, you yes. know, you bring in a client and you're like, I need I need three more people. Let's go talk, let's go grab these consultants we've worked with before. How do you know their availability and whether they can help you and make sure that you service that client? That's a very good question. Uh, we work with um, recruiting agencies and okay. what we seek are high value consultants. Mm -hmm. So high value consultants, uh, these are guys who have uh, 10, 15 years of experience. So they hit the ground running. We do not have uh, the time to train you on mm -hmm. a specific uh, technology. So the premise is that you hit the ground day one, and that is why you are a consultant. Um, so from a consultant's perspective, every consultant are high value consultant uh, uh, in that case. And how we get the resources is through uh, agencies. So we partner with a lot of agencies uh, uh, locally and mm -hmm. also uh, nationally. So based on our need, various agencies have uh, these specific resources that they can find. We already have that in place, uh, that uh, arrangement in place. So when we have um, a specific project, uh, we just reach out to the right um, recruiting agency and uh, they'll bring uh, the uh, consultant on board in no time. And we also have the uh, understanding that uh, we, do not, we do not have a lengthy uh, 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 process uh, uh, to recruit somebody and going through the recruitment process. So we have a pre-arrangement. So anybody that is uh, coming to uh, handle a project has been vetted beforehand. They've done um, all the uh, check that is needed. Uh, to be able to get them hit the ground uh, running. But to answer your question, uh, it's using recruiters and high value um, um, consultants. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I understand the uh, having someone who's experienced so that you don't have to um, focus so much on training with that. But that raises to me another question, which is how much time are you, you know, Jacob, personally spending servicing clients versus running the business side of it, you know, so managing the the workflow with the consultants and the employees. I mean, that's, you know, running a business is a lot. So how are you managing that? That is a very important um, uh, question. Um, as an entrepreneur, running a business is hard. Uh, becoming an entrepreneur is hard. Um, you outsource what you can outsource. Um, um, accounting, if you want to outsource that, you outsource that. HR, you can assess that. Payroll, you can assess that. Uh, so we can focus on uh, our core uh, business. Mm -hmm. I'm a co-founder. I'm not the uh, sole uh, owner of uh, ePizer. So I have other uh, who uh, run uh, the day-to-day -day business operation. Um, so we, we um, uh, come together and know what each and every of the founders and uh, other employees are good at. And whatever you're managing, uh, that is your uh, role from a day-to-day -day operation perspective. So somebody else doesn't have to know about uh, or uh, help with that. So if we have a need uh, based on the needs of an operational perspe uh, operations perspective, um, if it matches uh, a specific skill, give it to that uh, individual and they will run with it and deliver because they know what is expected. So that is how we're able to uh, uh, manage and, and be able to uh, keep operation running because the turnaround sometimes can be very fast 
and, yeah. and you need people that can uh, also match uh, such quick turnarounds. Right, right. I mean, well, it sounds like you have a, a thriving consulting business, which is, you know, congrats. That's that's amazing. Um, I, I'm going to ask you one of my favorite questions, which is, can you give our audience, let's say, your number one security tip? So my one number one security tips is that um, security uh, is not a technology issue. It's more people's uh, issue. Uh, when we look at security from people's perspective, then an organization can help solve their security problem and have a better security posture. So what I'm suggesting is that uh, um, from a security perspective, uh, the threat actors uh, focus on people. Uh, we, as a defender, sometimes we focus on technologies and tools. Uh, and sometimes that might be the gap. Uh, so when we focus on people and we can find the technology that can augment those people, um, we can do uh, security better. So it's a different perspective of looking at security. Uh, so again, the tip is that uh, organized, uh, when I to look at security from a people's perspective, like just technology or tools perspective. Yeah, I love that. It's, a, it's very, very good advice. So I know we're running close to the end of time here. Um, is there anyone that you would recommend that I should interview for this podcast? There are a few people that I can recommend, uh, but I have to uh, um, talk to them. Okay. And, uh, and, and uh, yes, but I have uh, people that uh, um, I can recommend that you can talk to and, and have additional insights. Okay, awesome. I'll, I'll connect with you afterwards. Another last minute kind of quick question, hopefully. Um, do you have any favorite cybersecurity or business book that you would recommend to our listeners? Um, yes, um, of course, I would recommend ePanzer. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, uh, company because uh, they can provide um, holistic cybersecurity solution uh, that matches your um, um, business objectives and goal. And at ePanzer, we look at the holistic uh, enterprise and making sure that um, security is done from uh, um, a broader perspective um, from that point of view. Uh, so that's ePenzer. Uh, we have vendors out there. Uh, we work with a lot of vendors. Um, of course, Cisco is one of the vendors that uh, we work closely with uh, from two's perspective. Um, I don't know if that's uh, I saw the question, uh, but I have to I have to represent ePenzer. Of course. I that's what the podcast is all about. Self-promote as much as you want. Now, I was looking for any kind of book um, that you might recommend. Uh, that oh, okay. Read. So uh, uh, books, um, there is um, a lot of books that uh, one can um, depend on your, on your stage in, in security, where you are. Uh, okay. The book that you might be reading might, be, might, might, might differ. Um, if you've been around, uh, the book that a CISO will read from security perspective, uh, would be different from a book that uh, an engineer would be reading. Yeah. So uh, from book perspective, I think um, that would um, probably um, uh, depends. But from my list, uh, from a CISO, looking at a broader uh, perspective, uh, there is mm -hmm. one called uh, crime.com. Hmm. Uh, it talks about cyber crime and, and so forth. Uh, crime.com. Okay. Uh, dot as in D-O-T, then com. Crime.com. That's the name of the book. Uh, that's one. Um, think um, don't know if you want me to recommend more than one. Um, I can. 
No, that's uh, great. <laughs> that's perfect. So. <laughs> I've never heard of that book and I'm going to check it out because that sounds very interesting. And I do like the point of pick a book based on where you are. So it's uh, so it's relevant to your interest. So Jacob, I just want to thank you so much for spending time with us today, but I want you to give our listeners an idea of how they can reach you, especially if they need your help. Thank you. Well, you can reach me uh, via uh, LinkedIn. Um, I uh, respond to uh, questions. So, um, if uh, you need uh, cyber security related uh, help, uh, I'm more than available to uh, help. And also, um, I can provide my email. Uh, my email is my first initial last name at epanzer.com. Epanzer is spelled as E Panzer, P A N Z E R. Uh, so you can reach me via email or you can also reach me via uh, LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, Jacob, thanks again so much for joining us today. And for everyone listening, you can find all of our blogs and this podcast on our Substack and Apple podcast um, for the Security Expert Marketplace. It was great talking to you and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me.